What's up? This is Rayshon Jenkins, and you're listening to the Chargers Podcast Network. All right, guys, if you subscribe to the Chargers Podcast Network, you probably saw a new podcast that dropped on Friday evening, Puro Chargers. Adrian Garcia Marquez joins me in Adrian and Francisco Pinto, the host of Puro Chargers, the Spanish language radio voices of the team. Adrian joins me now. What's up, my man? How are you? Good, good. And, and forgive me for the mask. I'm right here in the hallways of Fox Sports and we have to wear the mask at all times. And just I'm here sitting at my desk, my new little desk over here, little corner. I will stump, but we got to keep that mask on. So forgive me for that. You got to. Hey, man, it's, it's 2020. We're keeping everybody yep. safe, right? You're doing baseball right now, actually. You, you just came off yeah, a baseball game. Up. So I, I basically I can't give this guy a break. He's got to go for straight from baseball <laughs> to football to talk some Chargers. But I know you love talking Chargers, Adrian. Tell me about Puro Chargers, what fans can expect, what it is, and uh, just how excited you and Francisco are to, to kick this season off in just 10 days. We're super fired up. Uh, first and foremost, we have, we appreciate your help, everybody's help there at Chargers, uh, in, in helping create this. And Puro Chargers, I mean, the word means pure, all Chargers. But it's not going to be all Chargers all the time. We are going to have special segments. We call it Cafe Americano, where we're going to bring in other other people, right, from across the NFL, uh, come in with us, talk, converse, tell us what's going on. Usually it's going to be a team that we might be facing. But there are a lot of journalists out there that cover football in Espanol men and women and we're gonna we're gonna have them all be part of the show be part of what we're doing at chargers and for francisco and i it's it's, it's a huge deal uh to have this opportunity like i said because we felt the love from the chargers family the support and we're going to be part of that chargers podcast network and with Pluto chargers uh we're, we're basically going to talk and get you uh, get fans used to in espanol get them used to getting all of the latest as far as charger coverage is concerned all the major details we're going to try to do our best obviously counting on guys like yourself and other people within the organization, we're going to be on top of it. I know that all of us as a group, uh, as part of this Charger family, we're going to give it full coverage and the whole time. And Espanol Pudo Chargers is going to do that. And we're also going to create certain segments within Pudo Chargers, send them to, to Estrella TV. We have the Pudo Chargers show on television once a week there. And, and obviously we're going to have stuff in pregame. We're going to have stuff in at halftime post, a lot of things building. So cross-pollination is what's really happening with Pudo Chargers. It's a big deal to us and we're excited to get started. No question. And that's what we're doing here on the Chargers Podcast Network in 2020. We have five podcasts, and we'll get into to everything as we get closer to week one. But I wanted to have you on, Adrian, not only to, to let fans know what to expect with Puro Chargers on, on Thursdays each week during the regular season, but also just talk a little bit of Chargers in general. Obviously, man, we are 10 days away from the Cincinnati Bengals. The Chargers going up to Cincinnati to face Joe Burrow and company. Um, we got some tough news this week with with Derwin James. I uh, just wanted to get your reaction to that news, and it, it's obviously a blow. But but you look at this defense and, and, and Gus Bradley, what he's been able to do throughout his years as a defensive coordinator in this league, and the talent they still have on this defense, uh, still expecting big things. Absolutely, you know it, it's all about depth, especially in this 2020 in this COVID environment. The extension of the rosters or possibilities for certain players, guys are going to have to step up maybe be asked to play a little sooner than, than scheduled. Aloki Gilman is the first guy that comes to mind. Uh, you know, obviously Desmond King's always been part of that nickel package. So maybe it's a, a natural move for him to go to strong as Anthony Lynn was alluding to. I think there's, there's, there's a sense of, okay, you know what? Our big dog went down. It is, that's exactly who we're talking about. Derwin James. I mean, it, everybody was waiting. Everybody that loves the chargers, obviously the team itself, but fans in general, 
couldn't wait for Derwin to get back full force, full season, ready to go. And it looked like everything was lining up beautifully. Unfortunately, we have that news. So now it's time to adapt. And I think they have the depth with Rayshon, with Desmond, with Aloki. I think the Chargers will assimilate this the best way possible because of the depth, because of the talent. But you can't replace a Derwin James. That's impossible. It's impossible because he's one of those few players. Actually, I was talking to my dad today. I'm like, Darwin James is one of the few players in this league that, that you can watch on every single snap because it's just pure entertainment. You don't know what he's going to do next. But that being said, when you have guys like Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram and Kenneth Murray, I've been seeing Drew Tranquil this year, and I think Drew Tranquil is going to take a step up. Linval Joseph, Justin Jones, this secondary, uh, Nazir Adderley, another guy who was a second rounder last year, uh, Chris Harris Jr., Casey Hayward, Rayshon played 16 games last year, 99% of the snaps. So, you know, there are so many talented players on this defense. And, again, Darwin is a game changer. But at the same time, you have proven veterans in the back end, Chris Harris Jr. being one of them coming from the Broncos, Casey Hayward, uh, to get the job done. I'm looking forward to seeing how the Russian cover worked together week one against Joe Burrow. Absolutely. And, and you know, you're talking about, I mean, you can't replace Derwin James, but you definitely have other parts, other elements where you can focus. And Gus Bradley has that kind of like a kid at Christmas time, right? He wakes up, the tree is ready to go, has all these gifts, has a lot of gifted players to choose from if he wants to scheme differently. Obviously, again, big time shoes to fill, but there are players to kind of at least create that amortization effect in, in not having Derwin James. So then you're talking about the pressure that they're going to be able to apply on the quarterback. Obviously, Joey feeling good, got his money. Melvin feeling good. He's taking it. In fact, I love his attitude. It's day to day. It's not, he's not thinking about anything past what's in, what's in front of him. And I think that's the attitude for the Chargers in general, for them to be successful in this 2020, which I think they are. And with all due respect to the resident champ right there in Kansas City Chiefs and, and the best player in the game in Patrick Mahomes, I think the Chargers have everything for all that you mentioned on that defensive side of the football to create headaches and a half pesadillas, as we say in Spanish, nightmares for Patrick Mahomes because of all those elements. And I think they do have enough depth and the scheming with Gus Bradley to, to kind of just, uh, I don't know, fill the shoes in a certain way that Derwin James leaving behind. But at the same time, there's so much talent, so many guys that could get after the, the opposing QB. I think that, like they said at the beginning, you know, we've been hearing about them having the opportunity in that secondary in particular to be special and talk about special players, Kenneth Murray. I mean, the more you see him, the more you see why the Chargers are, you know, so high on him, that uh, ability. And we saw something, you know, like I, I noticed it with, with Dre Greenlaw with, um, 49ers last year they had that kind of linebacker and he was a later round pick but what he did it, it kind of let Nick Bosa and company attack their QB because of that east to west sideline the sideline and coverage and I think Kenneth Murray definitely is going to bring that that element of guy that just has a nose for the football gets to that ball creating that second level danger for any team that they're facing and let alone like as like you were mentioning you release those Rottweilers on the end go after the QB and bite there's going to be plenty to talk about and cheer about when it comes to the Chargers team Plus that interior pass rush, too, which the Chargers were lacking last year. A guy like Linval Joseph, Jerry Tillery in year two, Justin Jones, if they can get some pressure from the interior, that's just going to set up Bosa and Ingram to do what they do best. And I love that you brought up what Ingram said about just day-to-day because this is how we're living, man. This is how you and I are living. Day-to-day in 2020, every day is going to be different. The, the team that best adjusts to that – is going to have the best chance to be one of those seven teams in the playoffs in 2020. Just speak to the unpredictability of, of 2020 and having 
the depth and the talent that the Chargers have because they're going to be counted on 1-53. to 53. Plus, whoever gets put on this practice squad could very well be called up at a moment's notice during the season. Absolutely. you got to be ready. you got to be on standby. And Tom Telesco said it best, I think. If you can't adjust, 2020 is not for you. So for you definitely have to adjust. We're all going to be adjusting. And I think on the field, you're going to see those adjustments. And I think out of the rookies, you're going to be asked to make adjustments, I think, in light years, you know, super light speed. As far as the advancement in the past, you know, you had guys with the clipboard, you had guys sitting in a film room, you had guys preparing and getting to get a couple of knocks during a preseason game, see what it feels like. You don't have that game speed. You're not, you have to kind of create that energy on the practice field. And, and I love the words that we've been hearing at a camp, iron sharpens iron. So we've seen what they were able to do. We see how one side of the ball, meaning the defense challenges that offense, brings out the best. And I think in this case too, moving to that side of the football, you know, it's going to come down to the capitanes, as we say in Espanol, the captains, the leadership. And there's plenty of capitanes here on, on, on the Chargers. And I think that that alone lends uh, a lot of different possibilities for Anthony Lynn and Gus Bradley, of course. Uh, this team's well-built, well-constructed. It's built to win and take down those Kansas City Chiefs. And I, without Derwin James, with all due respect, I know he's going to be gone, but I think there's still enough left to still make that happen. It's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy again, on that defensive side of the ball, but it's all about the attitude. It's about how the leaders think and how they spread the word. And I think from the first guy to the last guy, they're all going to be ready. We've already seen that attitude in, in, in the time that we've seen Chargers work in camp. You flip it to offense now, and this is a new-look offense with Tyrod Taylor at the helm and, and, of course, Justin Herbert in, in the future. It's been fun seeing what he has been able to do and progress throughout training camp. But, you know, we talk about these running backs, Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly, and some of these rookies, we know what Keenan Allen can do. We know what Hunter Henry can do. We hope Mike Williams comes back sooner than later. But, Adrian, what I'm excited about is this element that we haven't seen yet in a game. And I'm talking about guys like Joe Reed, Joshua Kelly, and and K.J. Hill. In in a season where everybody's going to be relied upon, you know, talking about guys like Jalen Guyton, who who was here last year for a little bit, but is going to have a bigger role. He spoke – at the podium on Tuesday. So that element of surprise on offense is what I'm really looking forward to seeing. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned a lot of guys that just, they're just darn good football players, period. You know, and, and you're going to see, in fact, you have that book right behind you, Mamba Mentality. That's what's going to be required from That's these right. guys. The Mamba Mentality, yes, the pursuit of perfection, even though you know you're not going to be able to reach it, but you got to pursue it. And I think that the guys that you mentioned, like Keenan Allen, always pursuing perfection. You see it in their work. You see it in his route running. Unfortunately, that injury, Mike Williams kind of sets things back a little bit on that offensive side and getting vertical and all that. But those other guys will have the opportunity. As mentioned, I really like KJ. I love Joe Reed as well. But Kelly, man, Josh Kelly has the, the, that, that special air to him, right? Just It just seems like when he touches the football, he's explosive. Obviously, it goes without saying with, with Jackson. And for us, and we've already talked about him, and Pancho, you know that without realizing it, we, 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 the, the name, the nickname for, for Austin Eckler, like Yavin, the key. The key to everything is Austin Eckler. And, and I think that that's, you know, the, one of the stats, or there's a lot of stats out there, but there's one that really caught my attention where other the only other names that kind of uh, you see in the NFL that pretty much average 9.5, 10 yards every time they touch a football on a little pass, Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey, and then you got to get into the territory of, you know, Michael Johnson or the Julio Jones or somebody like that, Michael Thomas, excuse me. You go into that territory – now you're talking about the big-time players better than McCaffrey, better than Kamara, Austin Eckler. And I know that I don't want to say this to all the guys that are going to play fantasy football with us because everybody's thinking, all right, we're going to go after Eckler first. Hey, 
for the longest time since fantasy football began, I like to pick my Chargers. I know I'm going to try to get Eckler on that team because, again, that's the key to everything. When having a guy like a leader like Tarot Taylor, who's been there, done that, knows how to manage that football, knows how to take care of that football, which is key. I mean, you know, I, we all love Phillip Rivers, but the stat that would kill everything, no matter how much love, is the 20 picks in the fourth quarter last year. I mean, it was just a tough time for Phillip Rivers trying to put that game away, trying to get that win. The last time we really truly sensed that and felt it, I lived it right there, the last game in the black hole uh, between Chargers and Raiders. It was just a tough pill to swallow. I think that's the difference between him and Tyrod is that he'll take care of, better care of the football and he can run with it a little bit. So that adds that extra dimension in this attack. And there are weapons, multiple weapons. You can't forget about Hunter uh, going down between the seams and getting his his uh, panecitos as well. So it's going to be fun to watch. Again, it comes down to the leadership. And I think there's plenty of depth here. There are a lot of guys in that locker room that are leaders. They're going to be spreading the Charger love and the Charger word. And I think it all comes down to do the little things. Las cosas pequeñas, the blocking, just follow the scheme. Don't try to do too much. Stay within the game. Stay. Do what you're asked to do. And I think everything's going to be uh, fine in Charger Landia. The little things, the difference between 5 and 11 and 10 and 6 or 11 and 5 are the little things, the blocking and, and the turnovers. You mentioned the turnovers also on defense, just getting the football. And when you have playmakers like Chris Harris Jr., and obviously we were looking forward to seeing Derwin as a part of that mix to help generate and force turnovers. But I said it again, the rushing cover worked together. You're hoping the Chargers can get more turnovers in 2020. Adrian, last thing for you before we, we get you home, because it's been a long day for you, my man. We got baseball, <laughs> we got football. What else What else you got tonight? You got hockey tonight? What else we got? <laughs> no, I, did, I, did, I did soccer a couple of days ago. Okay. I did, I did soccer. So I did some MLS, did an LAFC game, and it, it's all about the routine. You know, I love it, man. It, this is first and foremost. It's, it's, it's uh, We're very, very uh, blessed. It's a privilege to be able to broadcast. doesn't matter what sport. I get assigned. I'm, I'm like, you know, the Shogun Assassin, man. They just tell me where to go and what to do, and – I just get it done. And that's that's exactly where we're at right now. Just go ahead, get the job done. Doesn't matter. And I love the rush. I'm never going to complain about the work. Trust me. I love it. Yeah, I know you love it. Final question for you. SoFi Stadium, you and I got to see it last Thursday. Just want to get your reaction to it. I can't describe it to people. I, I tell people it looked fake. It looked like a, I walked into like a, a Madden 2021 game. I, I don't know how to describe it. How would you describe it? Uh, I've been saying a catedral, you know, a cathedral, and, and we were joking around. I was messing around the other day with, with Pancho Pinto, and I was telling him, let's just call it Our Lady of Touchdowns, Our Lady of Football, you know, because it is a cathedral, Nuestra Señora del Rayo. You know, it's, it's, it's exactly that, and it's going to be, you know, what it's, football's a religion. It's practiced on Sundays. So, yes, it is a cathedral where everybody's going to get together and enjoy football. You know, when the Rams have it, be their house, great. But when it's the Chargers' house, I feel like there's going to be a special air to that building i mean that's that's what we sensed the other day it was just special you know yeah. we've been we've been privileged enough to go to different parks different arenas different stadiums you get to see the architecture sometimes they get it right sometimes they get it not so right they got a hundred percent right uh, as far as sofi stadium's concerned it, it just feels like there's not going to be one bad seat in that house you're going to be on top of the football field it's going to have that majestic air and and you know you're in inglewood there's something in the air that feels that makes it feel extra special and it took a while to build and took a while. And especially after everything that everybody's gone through, you know, I really like what the chargers did the other day. And, and I know, you know, they were ready to, to put them, put on the helmets, put on the pads and hit yeah. and do play football, but they went to a different level. And I think that that was a great opportunity for them to take that platform and, and to just reactivate that social message, what I thought, which I thought was super special on the charger side. And 
just kind of the solidarity that we saw all around sports. And that was a good way to introduce themselves to that park. It's always going to have that special place in the Chargers heart. That's where they made their presence known, their message known. And I think from here forward, we're going to see a lot of uh, great football, a lot of great ambiance when it comes to that stadium in general. It's just, it already has a special feel, period. That's, that's the best way I can describe it. It already has a special feel. It does feel like you're going to be going to a cathedral every Sunday. It does. And I think Tom Telesco put it best last Thursday. I'm paraphrasing him. He said, you know, it's been three years to get to this point, to get to SoFi Stadium. That day just wasn't a day to play football. You know, that, that was a different day. That, that was for something else, something a little bit more powerful. But football's coming. Week one, 10 yeah. days away as we tape this, man. I am so excited to have you and, and Francisco join the Chargers podcast. They're part of the Chargers family each and every Thursday during the season, man. So I can't thank you enough for your time, and I appreciate you. No, it sounds good, man. Thank you very much for, for having us on. Again, for all the support that we've been feeling from the Chargers familia and, and for all the Charger fans, we are going to do everything we can to keep you informed in both languages. Se habla NFL. Simple as that. Se habla NFL. And we'll be doing it on Pluto Chargers as well as every Sunday. Thanks, Chris. All right, a big thanks to Adrian for joining me. And of course, thanks to you all for listening. I alluded to this at the beginning of this episode. We're going to have five podcasts on the Chargers Podcast Network this season. More details coming soon. We'll also have another episode of Chargers Weekly on Thursday. So be on the lookout for that. We'll see you then. And until next time, I'm Chris Hayreed.